Well, hey there, everyone. Mike Verizer here. You're listening to Ed Knowledged. I got to tell you, I missed you. It's been a little bit touch and go in our schools right now. What with the adjustments educators have been making as they shift from live class to remote settings. It's been a difficult challenge for everyone, but man, oh man, have we seen some neat innovation come from this challenge. A while back, I was lucky enough to get in and talk to Brad Douglas, a junior intermediate teacher in the Algonquin and Lakeshore Catholic District School Board. If you've met Brad, I can say with relative certainty that he's made you laugh at one point or another. I got dressed up. See that? Perfect. This is picture day, so if you look at my last three picture days... The same thing? Same thing. <laughs> I really should have thought That's of this earlier in my career, but now I'm kind of into it. And it's my Adidas zip-up. Oh, with the Adidas zip-up? Yeah. Like, oh, I thought... I thought it was the dress shirt. No, no, Adidas zip up and the dress shirt. That's going to go in and out of style. It has already. Multiple times. Yeah, Yeah, but it's back. I know. I'm ahead. He's a funny guy, and I know this translates to the classroom. I wanted to ask him about his classroom practice and how he's able to use his sense of humor as an instructional tool. Listen in here to hear how he weaves some humor into his instruction and how he uses it to build and maintain relationship in his classroom. I'm Mike Verizer, and this is Ed Knowledge. So, I'm here with Brad Douglas. Brad, how you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. a little bit tired. I was telling you about the kid stuff right here, yeah. having kids at home. Yes. A little bit of sleep deprivation, but- Or uh, a lot of bit. A lot of bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wanted to talk to you today. I'm really glad Just a sec, we started it. Okay. <laughs> you look good. Thank so, you. So, I mean- Well, I get that all the time, so it's right. a little redundant, but yeah. uh, thank you anyways for that, that pick me up. You're welcome. I, I did, want to make sure that people knew who you were before we sort of got into uh, the meat and potatoes. So if you wouldn't mind taking a minute, tell me, who who is Brad Douglas? Well, he is a teacher. Yeah. Which fits well with your podcast. Um, (laughs) uh, Grew up in Kingston. Actually, strangely enough, my portable here at Mother Teresa, where I teach now, uh, one of the houses, my parents moved around a lot, is directly behind this portable. It was actually... I thought weird. you were going to say, was this portable? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I live here sometimes. Really weird, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I, so I grew up all in this area in the west end of Kingston. And uh, um, yeah, I went to Archbishop O'Sullivan when I was young. And then when this was built, Mother Teresa, back in the late 80s, early 90s, came here. Uh, moved on to Holy Cross, um, kept with the theme and went to Queens mm-hmm. um, and then uh, left for the first time I left home was when I went to Teachers College at Western. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, then essentially, you know, we, my wife and I, we went overseas. I'm sure we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that later, but in my teaching career, once we graduated, we went away for a while and then thought about where we wanted to settle and possibly bring up a family and it kind of came full circle. She grew up sort of in the John 23rd area for people listening to this pod. I grew up here and we thought about where we wanted to settle. It was one of the two. Both of us loved our Mm -hmm. upbringing. West End Kingston though. West Enders, yeah. I mean, I love going to the East End. I taught out there. I love going downtown, but this to me is home, which, uh, you know, these trails around here, I don't know. I ran on those trails as a kid, um, played up at Woodbine as a kid, and now my own children are doing the same thing. So it's kind of what we looked for way back when we, you know, when we moved back here and ended up getting jobs. Um, our first house wasn't in this neighborhood exactly, but uh, we wanted to get back 
in this area for when we uh, we had a family. Hmm. That's me in a nutshell. Although, too, I should mention, you know, when I think about my past, too, my parents um, and my brother and sister, um, you know, I want to say that I have parents and a brother and sister also. So, Brad Douglas, <laughs> man with a family. Yeah. West End of Kingston. I, yeah. I, I need to circle back. I don't okay. get that. You look great. Comment all that much, though. I do. I will. I will. Okay. No tuck that one away. I, I appreciate it. Okay. I wanted to make sure. I, I, I have a little bit of an understanding of, of the Brad Douglas experience at this point. Uh, <laughs> you talked about getting out of school or sorry, getting out of Kingston for the first time and, and that being a Western thing. Was education just a field you knew you were going to get into from the four-year-old child to to? I would say, honestly, yes. Like, in a roundabout way, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher in high school. So, Mm. I mean, I think I was even pretty honest with myself. You know, there was a time, you know, when I had Wayne Gretzky um, wallpaper in my bedroom. Mm. I thought, like, okay, that's me. I want to get out there. And then, you know, playing hockey growing up, I watched my brother play. He was a really good hockey player. I've heard and that. Then, yeah, he's a good player. And then, you know, myself, I realized that, like, to go to the NHL, I probably have to be better than a third line grinder in house league. <laughs> so, you know, I changed, I changed that, the tune pretty, you know, pretty quick and realized that, you know, I had, I don't know, I just always knew that I wanted to do Something I didn't know what level, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah, from a pretty young age. I find it fascinating sure. because, like, there there are plenty of people that I talk to or have talked to in the past who are like, "Yeah, it's a second career," or "Oh, I've known from uh, yeah. the first day of junior kindergarten." And I don't think it matters if you knew way back when, like I did, or if you know you just decided later on. Um, I don't think that has says anything about the quality of teacher you're going to become. Yeah, no. but I definitely think you know it helped me. Uh, in my sort of path going through because um, I you know a lot of the things I did um, initially were just because I liked you know I did stuff where some of the jobs I had were uh, you know working with kids or things like that mm-hmm. when I was in high school um, and then also I thought about it I'm like you know I need to pad my resume a little bit mm-hmm. um, but then I realized doing that in the padding of said resume that it was you know, definitely the path I wanted to take. And I mean, it was good to, I mean, I ran a day camp for the board actually when I was at Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, so that's ALCDSB. Uh, again, I want to contextualize because we, we have a global audience. That's right? true. But uh, did you say tens of thousands? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Conservatively, but. Uh, or tens. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's ALCDSB in, in Ontario. Right. So, yes, I, you know, basically I never really left home forever, mm-hmm. although I sort of left home because I moved downtown to the center of Kingston by Queens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I worked on Wolf Island with our school board. They had camps way back. I think they still do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good because I saw I had those age groups and even within the age groups. So, say, uh, the camp was for anywhere from five years old to, say, 12 or 13. I realized, too, okay, I, I kind of like this age group. But they're really young. I was kind of, not that, you know, I, I won't teach a kindergarten class or I won't teach a grade eight class, but mm-hmm. I kind of found where... Find your niche. Yeah. The age group where I thought I might settle. And yeah, so I mean, I feel like the path has been, um, I've been on it for a while and, you know, there's been a lot of 
I don't know, I think back on my educational experience, how really solid it was in mm -hmm. this board. Um, and that had a lot to do with us coming back to Kingston too. And we both had a great experience. My wife was in this board also. Uh, and yeah, we, we really felt, um, I don't know, we f feel really good things about the draw. Yeah. And the teachers yeah. we had, I mean, I had a lot yeah. of great experiences from a lot of good teachers growing up. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, now, now we moved back and, uh, to Kingston or we did move back and it was kind of neat to see some of those people that we kind of held up on a little bit of a pedestal mm -hmm. as educators and be able to work with work them. shoulder to shoulder with yeah. instead of, yeah, absolutely. So it, I was going to ask you about influences, but to be honest, Brad, like I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm gleaning that from you now. It seems to be, uh, educator heavy, perhaps as yeah. far as like who, Very. who motivated you or, yeah. or influenced you. Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to communicate to the folks. So the, the reason I wanted to talk to you today and, and something we've discussed beforehand is, is humor. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in humor in the classroom and leveraging humor in the classroom. And I think that that's something, again, I'm at, from an outside perspective, I think this is something you do a really good job of. So thanks again for taking the chance to talk to me today. Um, again, I, you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you have the temperament and I think you have like the the personality. Do you see like when when I talk to you about humor or classroom humor, is this something that you actively like seek out to bring to your room, or is this just like uh, a trait? Uh, I think it's a trait, to be honest. Um, I what I would say, what I do seek, and I've always sort of my goal is that I bring myself into the classroom. I try to be me. I don't try to. I don't try to be anyone else. And I know that sounds strange, but I really try to emulate some of the things that I've had teachers that have, you know, I've had some great teachers that did some awesome things. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was in grade six, my teacher, Mr. Burke, and it was at Mother Teresa, um, he was pretty dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. um, he used to tell, we'd have spelling tests and he had a joke book out mm -hmm. and he would tell us jokes during the test. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how, to, how I did on the spelling test. <laughs> my, my guess is probably a level three. <laughs> For our non-Ontario <laughs> listeners, the global audience, yeah. solid B. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what? I remember those jokes. I remember the, you know, the excitement we had when Mr. Burke took out the joke book. Mm -hmm. um, he brought that. He also did something, and I do it, I do it to this day, in the playoffs, mm -hmm. hockey playoffs, that is. He was a big fan of hockey, as am I. Um, he had a class hockey pool. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we all drafted our team. It was a little bit harder back then because we had to cut out the results um, from the newspaper that morning, come in, and, you know, some of us would tabulate it. Now it's done online. But he he had this thing, and we were all got us really into the playoffs. And then he took the winner out for... Um, like a burger. Mm -hmm. So I ended up winning that. Yeah. And um, like, I mean, I'm not, again, this isn't me bragging. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sort of is, but it's not, well, it is. Actually, it is me bragging. Brag. Yeah, it's a straight brag. <laughs> yeah, but that sort of thing. So I loved it. I still remember it, obviously. Yeah. And I do it with my class every year. So, you know, um, I hope that the kids who participate and, you know, it's not everyone because I'm not going to force everyone to do something that is something that's meant for fun. Mm -hmm. But you know, Mr. Burke 
threw that fun into. Mrs. Foley, who is my grade seven, eight teacher, both years mm -hmm. here, um, she loved to have music. So I still remember um, like using music as a, you know, as a study. And we do that. We grab songs we like, or maybe I do. I think other people do. But I remember doing Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel in mm -hmm. grade eight. And I just thought like, oh, this is so cool. Like you can read poetry, you can see it on the page, but to to hear it and to pull that in. And that was that was something she did. That was her that she really liked brought it into the classroom. And mm -hmm. so I feel like the humor thing is sort of me. Like if you were to talk to um, some of my teachers in the past, I'm sure they would say that was sort of my personality. And, yeah. you know, I, I definitely probably got a little bit, no, I, I don't ever remember getting in trouble, like for being the class clown, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that with humor, there has to be also a level of respect and my, to, to circle back to what I do is I don't ever um, think about um, injecting humor, mm -hmm. um, but I do see the value of the kids um, enjoying or seeing that I'm enjoying myself and, and them enjoying it and, and, and sharing those back and forth. Mm -hmm. you know, I, don't think, I don't think you said that it, it might sound weird. It's, it sounds like you're talking about like being authentic and authenticity right. in the classroom. I, I don't think that's, that's a, a, a weird concept at all. Like I, I think that in my own experiences and maybe, maybe this is something you can speak to as well. I, I, I think you go through a phase and I think I probably still do this to a degree uh, and, and will do this you you try different things and then you you have success or you don't have success or you're trying to emulate this or you're trying to emulate that and and I, I feel like nine times out of ten your success is going to come from exactly what you're talking to like uh, just just the enjoyment you're be, having being yourself yeah. and and enjoying that experience for, for what it is so yeah and I, mean, I think I, that's that's such a important thing as people are like getting into teaching yeah right be yourself I mean, lean into your strengths, right? And, and you know what, there's going to be work on everything. else. There is going to be some things you do that maybe are a little bit outside of your comfort zone. But uh, yeah, I find, I don't know, I, I do with humor at times, I do have to pump the brakes a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there is that it can't all be, you know, hey, hey, smiling and kids because hey, I think what's up, Mr. Yeah, Dennis here. Yeah, Mr. D in the house. Yeah, <laughs> they, I mean, you would lose things pretty quick. But I guess if I, I had a um, my first practicum when I was practice teaching at um, when I was in Western uh, grade three teacher. She was in her very last year, and um, she, as the kids came in every day, mm -hmm. there was a number of them that she would give a hug to. Mm -hmm. And you know, the first thing I remember we were in teachers college, like, yeah, you know, you're not hugging your students, it's, mm -hmm. and and you know, for a good good reason. But she said to me, she was she was retiring that year, and she said, you know, I just think that and know that this is the only hug this child might get today. Mm -hmm. And for me, like out of that, I love that idea. But for me, it's standing at the door every morning and saying, hi, how you doing? Hey, did you see the game last night? Yeah, how okay. was cheerleading? So just letting the kids know that, you know, um, and, and maybe that banter sometimes of, of a joke, hey, did you see the Leafs game last night? Like we can do that, but making them smile when they get in. And, and yeah. I guess if I can keep them smiling, you know, in the day at times and, I'm going to throw that in, but yeah, there's never any sort of, I never try too hard. And and now that I'm a dad, like the dad jokes are just so prevalent. Um, 
they're gold. And, you know, the kids in here will even call me the like, dad joke. And we should contextualize, we should contextualize <laughs> uh, you're a junior level teacher. Yes. Right, grade right five, six. five, six. In yeah. fact, I would, I've taught in, in this school board for 16 years and I've always taught grade four, five, or six, but mm-hmm. most of it in five, six. I've taught mm-hmm. a lot of splits. Uh, I think I've had in the 16 years, two, two years, that was a straight class. So right. I've done this split, but now that I have, uh, you know, my own children at home, I've, I'm blessed with three children. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, there's just, uh, anyways, um, yeah, blessed, um, grade eight, grade six and a grade two, a mm-hmm. daughter, son and two sons. And you know, that humor, it's interesting. I do the same thing at home. It's the yeah. way, cause it's, again, it's kind of me and, uh, you know, it's like at home, you can joke around, joke around, and then it's, you have to be like, okay, yeah. now we have to get back to it. Well, so, so that's a really, that's a, a neat idea, kind of a tough idea, I suppose. Like I, I, I think of. That ability to to bring levity to your room is is a really great like proactive classroom management tool. Like I, I don't yeah I, I I was joking with you like we we don't need to be talking like we're we're out of a textbook here by any means. But do you ever find and while it's something that just comes are, are there ever times where you say like okay like I I can really get ahead of uh, maybe potential difficulty in my classroom or or outside of the classroom. With that levity, is that is that you ever um, mindful of? Or yeah, is that... I think so. I, yeah, there's, I mean, then there's times where things just totally break down, and yeah. as far as like, you know, we just laugh or, and and I also find that's okay. Like you know that whole idea of, um, and I I have a student teacher right now from Queens, and and I I really firmly believe the most important thing a teacher needs is is to have control in the classroom Mm -hmm. and you know as we've you know in my career we've kind of gone through a number of things with you know when I started it was very much textbook Mm -hmm. kids I'm going to put what we're doing on the board we're going to read it together we're going to talk about the questions and then go at it Mm -hmm. and there's still some of that that goes on but you know the idea you have to be able to release it now there's all the inquiry stuff we're doing um, and it's not I mean it started in the differentiation happening in your room I, I'm guessing over the course of a decade and a half, like the, the yeah. shift has been huge, unbelievable, right? and and definitely there's so much value in it. I see, and and I'm able to pick up on. Whereas I think you know maybe 10, 15 years ago, some kids would have been lost in that old sort of model. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get get completely away from that all the time because there's some kids that really thrive in that. Yeah. So the idea of, of finding those different ways to do things uh, has been beneficial. I'm still working on designing, it. Like, des- designing for everybody or yeah. designing with everybody in mind. Like I don't think that's, right. that's, that's a... Yeah, it's going to be beneficial for some. It's going to be needed for some. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be kids who not everything, not every lesson they're going to take a ton out of, I think. But it's, you know, if the... I don't know. I just, you, you want to try to give everyone in here a fighting chance to. And I think, I, I think get it. To, to, to interrupt, I'm just, I'm on a, I, I have a good thought every once in a while. Maybe Great. potential, potential good thought. Like, I mean, you've had a number thus far. That ability, that ability to, to sort of laugh, like you, yeah. you've spoken to control and the importance, like that being the most important thing. But when you have that comfort and when you have that relationship, knowing that it's okay to maybe let that go or like when you, when you, lose folks in a, in a positive way, being able to release that, being able to laugh at it, I think is, is so, so important. And something that I 
feel good about sometimes. I don't know if I'm necessarily uh, always there because, yeah, we for the most part, educators, we, we want to maintain that, right? Like it's a, it's a difficult thing to be able to, to realize, hey, this is this is an okay spot where, hey, th- things didn't connect as we wanted them to. Yeah. And we can regroup from that. It's a... Yeah, and that, and that whole idea of, um, I don't know, I... I would love to say every day I go home and think, oh man, did I ever nail it? Like, oh, what <laughs> a great day. So much about today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was so good. Um, and, you know, that's not always it. It's kind of, it sounds like I think that sometimes it is though. Mm-hmm. I mean, most days I'm always kind of questioning how things went. I, I do know when, you know, something goes over well as far as like what I think, but then, you know, when the work starts coming in, I'm like, okay, really, maybe I didn't get across to this mm. this one and um yeah i mean as far as and I, and I see i see some kids too there's times where the humor they try it back mm. and i'm like experiment ooh. experiment in that safe spot yeah, yeah. that did not connect yeah ooh. uh <laughs> ooh, that's not really, like it's i have a grade two my son charlie and there's the odd time he says something you know we like to joke around and you know we're at dinner table and he'll say something to one of the other kids and i'm like oh bud not at not all like funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you're ugly and that's why you have no friends. I'm like, oh, oh, cool. Well, that oh. really hurt me. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, he's doing the laughing before he gets it out. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that's not. Not connecting. No. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I, I don't know if you, you got my email. I was going to ask you for your teaching philosophy uh, committed to poetry. I don't know. Miss, miss that was there i that, didn't get a read receipt was that, that on the so back page could have been yeah it was yeah. actually a napkin uh i sent it a jpeg but right is, is that i i actually did do i did a little bit of preparation for this i was i was thinking about like the significance of humor if you had to quantify or if you had to describe i had i'd done a little bit of reading and there's all kinds of research and studies that i am not going to uh explicitly reference here but i was i was looking at like the influence of it is like student motivator, creativity stimulator, stress reducer, all kinds of all kinds of like side effects, positive side effects that really, really help out in the room. So I think being able to balance that and do it, do it effectively is is got to be a tremendous resource, right? Um, do you ever have have you ever had those experiences that were like you talk about like the reflection uh, reflection on things that don't quite connect. You ever have those like experiences that were like the lesson or the week or even maybe the year that just felt like, oh my goodness, like that was a pseudo. It was a grind. Pseudo. Yeah. A grind a is bust. a better word than a bust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's ever a year that's a bust, uh, but it's <laughs> the, the, the particular grind I think is a, is yeah, a really yeah. good way of. I would say yes. I've had an, <laughs> A number of those experiences, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess too, anyone who likes to laugh is okay to laugh at themselves mm-hmm. and to look in the mirror and say, Oosh, "Yeah, yeah, maybe that w- that wasn't funny." Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of boils down to I would love my classroom, which is, I guess, would you agree with me that it's this is the kid's job. In theory, the students, this is their vocation right now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're to be a student. I like vocation. I like Over vocation. job. Yeah. 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 If I we're agree. Just throwing, if, we're, if we're finding good synonyms, if, if, if we're going to veto my bust, yeah. uh, I think I'm, I, I like vocation. Let's, okay. Let's roll with that. I'm, I'm with you. 
Uh, glad I came up with it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, I just think, Kate, you can maybe let's bounce us off each other. Um, my ideal job is a job that I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to, with my colleagues, have conversations that are, you know, between like could be between you and I, and we're having a laugh. Maybe we're talking about basketball mm-hmm. and um you know miss gibson next door doesn't really care about basketball we mm-hmm. can still have that and, and enjoy herself still respecting her mm-hmm. the fact that she doesn't like it um and i think of like my experience and i've been at this is my fifth school i've been here for a while i've been here for uh 11 years but i kind of bounced around like a super ball for my first five years uh and i think back to my very first year and i when we moved back from korea we lived in south korea and taught there and I settled in, got a job teaching grade six at Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. 36 kids in my class. And I remember kind of getting back and I'd been away because teacher's college, we'd been in South Korea for three years. And I remember sitting down and I had like two weeks before school started. And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> 36 kids. And, you know, so talking to the staff there, I first, the first thing I saw was like, okay, these people care. Mm-hmm. They're like so welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of held my hand through it to start. And, and we, um, I got into it, got teaching. And then what I really realized is that if you say really realized, does that sound okay? We can cut that out. Okay. Thank you. I won't, but yeah, continue. Okay. I'll continue. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, what I came to recognize cool yeah <laughs> is that man they had a lot of fun in the staff room mm-hmm. and i loved going in there every day and laughing with people and enjoying myself and um you know as someone who is new i remember i jumped in and uh um it was this really veteran crew mm-hmm. and uh i just thought oh man they're not good they're i'm like green behind the ears i was that a saying uh, a little green or wet behind the ears. I think. Right. There's okay. I got two there. together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Double value. That's what I get for trying to sound like I know. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, been there. <laughs> um, no, but they were just so good. Like they were very welcoming of me and we, man, we had fun. Yeah. And so I just remember like thinking, I was like, okay, I'm going to love this. I'm going to love my career. This is what I thought it was going to be. And even though I've been, you know, I, I taught at Holy Name for a year. I taught at JJ O'Neill for a year. I taught mm-hmm. in Sacred Heart Padua for a year. Mm-hmm. I just remember each of those staffs having a great time with the people I yeah. worked with. The grind is easier when you have people. That's right. And that's sort of to circle back, I think of like the classroom. Mm-hmm. If, if we can get our kids feeling that way, that they mm-hmm. love coming into their vocation. Mm-hmm. And even though they know that they're going to be promoted, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they can come in each day knowing that they're going to enjoy themselves that's Mm -hmm. great it does it always work absolutely not Mm -hmm. Um, but I think using you know humor keeping it light is is something that's going to go a long way for a lot of kids it's also it's also going to help them know when you can't be right that's right there's a time and a place where hey we got to get down to brass tacks and And you've been in here and, and you know that you know, it's not like I don't have the squirting flower on my lapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not always. Um, it's it's just a, a way that, you know, when we need to, to work, we work. Yeah. But when we're, you know, I have a lot of discussions and we talk a lot and we laugh in those discussions. And, and I wanted to set up and I always try to set up this sort of the kids can say something and it can be sort of foolish. Mm-hmm. 
but they're allowed to try something. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about, about like about my failures in, you know, different things. And you said, have you ever had a bust? And, you know, oftentimes I'll call myself out on some of the things that I, that didn't work, in you class. know, in class. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like, oh man, I played hockey last night. And I was horrible. Like, man, I, told, I was bad. So I, that's something that I've tried too. That's that's interesting because that's the the more the more you're able to like contextualize yourself. And even I've even thought like external to school is is one thing, but you know what? Sometimes when things aren't connecting, or when when something didn't pan out, or you have lofty goals that weren't realized, like I've often thought being able to have that communication and have that chat with your class, it it, it yields way way better results yeah. than you'd anticipated to right when yeah. you when you treat them as young adults when right. you have uh that expectation and those that that structure in place like it's it's it, it, i don't know it seems to be a really powerful way of, of saying like hey you know what like this isn't <laughs> this didn't go the way we it anticipated wasn't perfect let's uh let's regroup here it, it the more you humanize yourself the yeah the, the, the better off typically right yeah i was looking like think about so this year i did uh joe bowler's uh, in week of inspirational math. I didn't do it in a week. I kind of spread it out. Yeah. But, you know, one of the big learnings there for kids is to know, okay, you're learning more when you fail. Yeah. At times, right? Like that sort of adversity you're going to fight through. And and they put it at sort of like the math question idea. Mm-hmm. But I would say like I carry that over into almost anything. If if there's some pushback, if it's hard, you're going to have to work so much harder. It, and, you know, I like that idea of, them and you know often for the first few days i'm like okay there's my second mistake mm-hmm. you know like by day three when they're like that's your 38th mistake i'm like okay go to your room yeah <laughs> that's enough <laughs> um but the idea that i want them to know that they can fail and they yeah. can and it's i mean again if it's their vocation they're going to get promoted yeah but i'd rather them you know, go into that next step with, with confidence. And again, I'm not, I don't think I'm always successful in that, but it's something that we shoot for. To aim for. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Being able to, to juggle between things being too easy and too difficult. It's a, it's a, it's a tightrope. It's a much narrower tightrope than you think. And it's, it's always climbing, right? So yeah, yeah, to to be able to do that is, is a, a challenge for sure. I, I had wanted to ask you a couple, we, we've talked a little bit about humor and levity and, and all that good stuff, but there are a couple of things I've been trying to talk to people about just because of the, the year we're having. Yep. I don't know if you are in the know about 2020, 2021. There's been some, I don't know. The, some, the longer winter? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think people were expecting a leap year this yeah. year. Uh, last, it was last happen, year. But it, last year, yeah. I totally forgot. No question. Um, I know I, where you're where you're going with this. I, yes. I was wondering if you like for new teachers, like this is I, I, I cannot I cannot think about how challenging well I, I would say how challenging it is for a new teacher right now, but I also know that personally I've seen some amazing stuff that yeah. innovative stuff that our our youngest, like new newest teachers or newest to the profession, the stuff they're doing right now is is unbelievable. Um any advice though, right now, especially cognizant of the the time that we're in right now? What, what yeah, would you well, say to those folks? I guess what I would say is keep like they are bringing some cutting edge stuff with them, mm. right? Like I have a student teacher now who, you know, I was like, we are using this technology here, notebook seventeen, <laughs> and it is on the smart board. Yeah, and she's like, uh huh, 
Yeah, uh-huh. that, was, that was 15 years ago. But <laughs> <laughs> hasn't used it before, though. Yeah. And so I said, okay, this is just the way that I, it's a good way to deliver your content. Sure. It's a good way to kind of have your lesson plan so you can follow it. And like, you know, day two, cranking out lessons that already, are fantastic. Already a wizard, yeah. Yeah, integrating video, integrating sound, like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I also think if if people are starting out, they need to know that it's uh, it's not easy all the time. Yeah. You know, there's going to be days where you go home and you're shaking, like you, you want to put some ice in your neck from shaking it so much. <laughs> and that could be at yourself or, you know, the hijinks that's going on in your class. Mm-hmm. I think I, I remember, you know, looking early on when my wife and I, Aaron, moved back here, we got married and uh, we lived with my in-laws for a few months before awesome. our uh, house was, before the first house we bought was ready. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my father-in-law, Gary, uh, was a holy Cro- a teacher at Holy Cross. He had taught at Rigi. And um, every night, he basically came home. We did the dinner thing and asked her day. And then every night, like, say, 9, 9.30, he sat down at their dining room table and he worked. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't, like, every once in a while, but we're talking, like, a couple hours a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking, here's a man who has been teaching for, at that point, probably 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, holy, this is what, as a teacher, this is what I want my, or sorry, as a dad now, mm-hmm. that, wow, that amount of work ethic mm-hmm. is something. And I think I'm not, you know, I can't say that I'm as, as every night as Gary, but the idea that, that you have to put a lot into it. Yeah. And, and the more you put into it, again, the more you're going to take out of it and be cutting edge. Like you and I did a nice little, I thought a nice little project. I, I thought on, too. I thought that was, awesome. was yeah. I mean, tell sorry, tell us about it. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I, th- I always like to bring one of the other things I like in my classes is um, theater. So I'm actually uh, a theater major. Uh, that's what I went to university for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I can act. Like I did a lot of acting, so I act like a teacher every day. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> dad joke. Um, but um, yeah, but. So actually, interestingly enough, when we talked, I, I do the, a Christmas play that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it every year. I've done it for the last maybe 12 years. And uh, this year, A, our stage is full of all the stuff we're not allowed in our classrooms because of the rules that we're following this year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not dangerous things, just so people know. Mm-hmm. There's no weapons. Um, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't use my stage. All the shared, all the shared. But also the there. whole idea, you know, you can't be on stage. You can't be, it, we, you know, at that point, we Christmas be is close. Canceled. Christmas is canceled. Yeah. So or, I think one of the main reasons a lot of kids like coming into my classroom uh, is that we're going to do this Christmas play that we do every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to get my head around what, what we were going to do. So, you know. Instead of canceling it, we started to listening to uh, some podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we listened to Mars Patel, um, and we listened to another one around Halloween. I can't remember the name of it, but um, the kids were absolutely transfixed mm-hmm. <laughs> listening to them. Yeah, and again, instead of seeing it, it's it like old timey radio, takes me back to like you know a radio drama. Yeah. So essentially, I was like, you know what? Let's try this. Yeah. And so I said that to them, and then you know that night, I'm like, oh. How are we going to try this? I have no idea. So I spent two hours a night at my dining room table. <laughs> That's <for> right. <laughs> yeah, mulling over. No, I actually, another thing I like to do is I, I called out to someone who I had um, 
a lot of faith in, who I knew knew tech, mm. which was you, yeah. <laughs> um, and said, what do you think? Like, can we do this idea of like a podcast? I have no idea. I don't know how to use a mic. Well, I mean, I know how to use a microphone, but uh, not on the computer. I didn't know what program. So you kind of set me up and uh, told the kids we're going to do the podcast. We're going to do our show from our classroom. We taped it in scenes um, and you were uh, gracious enough to come in and help with that process. Well, that was and, a blast. I, I appreciate yeah. you getting in. Yeah. You even got to play a part. Yeah. yeah I, a couple audibles called. And yeah. Well, there were like, some definite audibles. Tiny Elf or something. <laughs> yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. I think you were Agent Tiny. Critical. Yeah. Or crit- one critical, of the agents. Yeah. One of the agents. But interestingly enough, do you want to tell? No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This was a funny uh, a funny connection we, we so, made. <laughs> when I went to Queens, I was uh, in, in theater and I took a... Um, children's theater course and uh, we had to go and write the assignment was to write a collective creation with a class well I was volunteering at St. Pat's uh, Catholic school in Harrowsmith I'd I'd volunteered there for the year before and then my sister-in-law Angela taught there and then the next year I was doing it again and I went into all the different classes and worked with the different grades and um, so I went in and I, with my with my sister-in-law, we wrote this play um, for the Christmas concert that goes on there. And, you know, I think it was like a seven or eight minute um, bit. And usually people just go up and sing a song, which mm-hmm. is great. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But I was like, oh, I think we can do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I sat down with this class and we, you know, we did ideas. And so that's where like the Grinch came up. So essentially, this play is a very, um, it's got the Grinch in it. I mean, I don't want to get in trouble. So our, our, as... our hundreds of thousands of listeners, uh, yeah. please don't don't rat us out there. Yeah. Uh, patent pending. Uh, yeah, trademark, that's right. Copyright, all of that. I could change it by a few letters. Yeah. But I don't know if it would work. The anyway, grunch, so. The yeah, the Grinch. Uh, so who happened to be in that class as a grade seven was a little fella named Mike Verizon. That was me. Yeah. There was a really neat, uh, really neat connection to make. And I think a really, I've reflected on that idea actually too. I, I, I've heard the expression. I don't know if you've heard this. Uh, and this is, I, I promise this is a, this is a compliment. Uh, there's the, there's the teacher who teaches one year, 20 times. Yeah. And there's the teacher who's teaching for 20 years. And I thought initially like Brad's got this project that he's, he's able to use every year. But then I, I, I'm thinking about this and thinking like, yeah, so like he took this like six little bit X number of years ago and has really been refining and working and developing on this like really, really cool project that, as you mentioned, I'm sure is a, is a, is a, a neat hook, a neat draw in for your students. So I was thinking like there, there, that expression, that expression that I've heard, like I, I, so often I feel like that might dissuade people like sometimes you have a banger and it's not a matter of like okay well that was great this year I'm going to do something completely new this year it's hey I have this awesome thing I'm going to continue how can we refine it and refine it and use it yeah so that there's a little bit of a miss it's it's a little bit of a misnomer when I when I I heard that and that you always have to be changing everything yeah if you you have something and you're and you're great at it just like again bringing your personality to a room leaning into your sense of humor leaning into whatever it is that that is you you don't you don't have to change things up or make things different just because yeah just because right just for the sake of just for the sake of change so 
I, I thought that uh, in hearing that and, and coming to that realization, it was, it, was, it was a cool moment for me to sort of reflect on like, yeah, well, you know what? Like take something and run with it. Like make, make a, make a little bit of a legacy out of it. Right. Like it's a, yeah. it's a neat, uh, neat concept to me. Um, you had mentioned, uh, logging, logging the funky hours <laughs> sometimes <laughs> or, or having, yeah. uh, having father-in-laws who are, are logging funky hours from time to time. Is that, is that something you're doing with frequency? Like I, I, the reason I, the reason I wanted to circle back to that before we wrapped was I think that like, jokes aside like this this has been a year where where folks are so tired yeah. and so spent and exhausted across the profession across like uh, across so many different professions yes that's right how do you what what do you do or is is there any insight you can give me about like that that balance and making sure that you aren't a, a husk yeah uh, at the end of a week <laughs> <laughs> well there are many weeks where I know um, oh, I, I I, there, are, there are times when I am that, you know, we have this, I think it was my brother who um, he, he and his buddies who are kind of relentless with each other at times when mm. one of them is being grumpy. Yeah. They call them um, sucky poo Thompson. <laughs> you might need to cut this one, but it's that idea. And my brother and I, like when one of us, I remember, you know, if someone's being like, oh, I don't remember that. Like, oh, hey, Mr. Thompson. Oh, Mr. Thompson's in the house. Um, so <laughs> we laugh Thompson about that. Just a, just a <laughs> totally fictional. <ambiguous>. <laughs> yeah, okay. But the idea that you're being sucky, I know that's yeah. maybe not the nicest thing to say, but as a brother. And um, that idea of, I feel like it's hard to fight off Mr. Thompson a little bit more this year. And um, yeah, I do. I, I think there's a couple parts there to your question. My um, the way that I like to work is, um, I usually like to get out of school pretty quick after. Yeah. And, um, I'm fortunate enough to live within a couple minutes of here. Um, yeah. so I come back into work, um, when my kids are in bed usually, although with my kids getting a bit older, I don't really want to be rolling in here at 10 at night. So, no. um, but you know, at least I can get home, do dinner, um, do kid things. It could be, you know, I like for it seems when my kids play sports i like to get out and coach them there's just so much less of that now but mm -hmm. um i try to do things i was talking to you about my son noah he loves you know minecraft so i'm trying to watch it and being like i don't know but yeah showing that that interest that i you know and, and if i can find the time you know each night to do something maybe it's reading with my son i coach my daughter's um volleyball team in kingston um and then even you know let um, my wife needs a break at times too. So yeah. if it's say like her thing is maybe she goes out and I mean, it's even hard to go out to home sense or winners or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but if we can do that family time, I personally, like, I don't like really putting in a lot of work after school. I like to come back and, you know, if I come in here and it's say nine or nine thirty or eight, like whatever it is, and I need a couple hours of work, mm -hmm. um, it's quiet. I can put on music. I can put on a podcast. There's no I sense can, of guilt. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've already spent my time. And, you know, I'm fortunate that I don't need a ton of sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, at, at times it does catch up with me. There are times too when I'm in here every night. But that's mm -hmm. usually if we're, you know, we do a musical every couple of years. You know, those sort of things take more time mm -hmm. um, for sure. Um, but again, I feel those things I love. So this year in that way has been tough. I love coaching mm -hmm. uh, the teams here. I never, you know, that extra time to me is an extra time. That's something that I've always done that I really 
sort of adore about the job that we can, you know, I like to coach and I'm not a great coach at the extracurriculars. Yeah. Those yeah. things. And, and to get, you know, to get the musical where, you know, I had a fantastic teacher in um, high school, very, uh, I kind of, he kind of changed my path in a way. Cause he was, uh, the football coach at Holy Cross or one of them. Mm-hmm. And also the director of the musicals and your football player. Uh, I was a very solid second string linebacker. Um, but only later on, like I played volleyball actually, but then I thought, you know what? I've always loved playing football and I had a cannon of an arm in my opinion. Um, so I was like, I think I'm going to go out this last year. And I talked to my drama teacher because we were doing a, a musical and I'd done the one year before and I, I mean, I loved it. Right. And I was like, but I think I should try football because it's my last year. Right. And he's like, yeah, you can do both. And I'm like, wait a second, you can't do both. And he's like, yeah, you can do both. Because guess what? I'm in charge of both. I am the boss. So <laughs> I'm the captain now. Yeah. So I thought I'd probably go out and, you know, be like the starting quarterback, even mm-hmm. though we had a good starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't. I was the second string linebacker. And I think in the my first game... Um, I was actually playing against a friend of mine who I played baseball with and he like came through the line and he was like big and athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, I don't know if I was big or athletic uh, or neither. Double negative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I was athletic enough that they put me at linebacker. Yeah. Um, and did he not, like I put my arm out and I hit him like boom, right at the line. And he like ran my arm all the way around my body three times. So after, uh, yeah, after that and in a a pretty good dislocated shoulder, um, I didn't actually play much football after that. I did actually play more because I didn't have surgery until my first year at Queens, but, um, I did play back to my story was I would actually go to football practice for like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. And then I'd wear my football gear, um, Without the pads, mm. the top pads, I'd wear my lowers onto stage. And I we, we were doing uh, My Fair Lady. And I'd be up on stage, you know, doing that. And it was all put in because of this guy. His name was, or his name is Phil Ridley. But he basically allowed me to do the things I love and didn't make me choose. Mm-hmm. And that's where now, like, looking at athletics, looking at theater, I've seen stuff at Holy Cross and I loved seeing, I saw like an example, my, uh, not my fair lady, um, Les Miserables a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, a few of the kids I had taught here, uh, I knew were playing football. Mm-hmm. They're also in the play. And I was thinking so good that these guys, cause sometimes you get sort of Pitching pushed off into bit, one right? direct, yeah. direction. Right. So I got to do that. Uh, Phil was great about that. And, and actually I would say, the, the whole idea of uh, getting on stage, um, he was, he basically said to me, you know, I think it's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, we have kids who, you know, I've had, I've done this show for like 12 years. Like I said, it's a half hour. It's not anything I like, I've yet to win a, a Tony. Do they, do they do a Tony for, I've heard you've been applying. I have actually. Yeah, I've sent videos. Sending out those little packages with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the mints and the, yeah. the hotel soaps. And That's the, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, he was the one who said, you know, you should do that. Yeah. Try it. Get out there. And and uh, as a result, like the kids will come in and they're like, you know, I can't do it. Like, there's no way I'm doing it. I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think in my career, I've had one student in the 12 years that didn't do it, but then he was in my classroom the next year and he's like, I think I'm ready to do it. <laughs> so, you know, you have that. And, and I think a lot of it, a lot of kids aren't me. Mm-hmm. Like they are not comfortable. Like I still remember singing the Willie Nelson part from We Are the World in grade four. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if anyone else remembers. <laughs> Probably my mom. Um, but then, some you know. Some can't forget. That's right. Uh, but that sort of thing, I, I feel like if they can get up and I try to say to them that maybe this is your only time mm-hmm. and get up there, have fun. Um, you know, I don't know. That's one of the one of the things I love doing that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a ton of time outside of school, but I don't know. I find it pretty worth it. And it's been great the last few times because my own kids have been in the show, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's one thing to, I, there's something, something about when you have, you know, skin in the game, mm-hmm. like when you're, your own kids are there. I'm, I'm really fortunate enough to have my kids here and my wife is teaching here also. Like it's the family mm-hmm. and, you know, you get to see that. So, um, yeah. I don't that, know. Did I even answer your question? We, we, you know, we I think of, I went off there. We, we, we were tangential, I think. Is that, is that a word? I have no idea. We're, we're you know on a what? tangent, but not in, oh. not in a bad way. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if it was a bad way, like I would, I would say I would cut this out, but I'm not, I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> I've told you that already. My, okay. A, my editing your skills pretend are, are, cut out. are pretty, yeah pretty borderline you said unless it got like super very... super wildly inappropriate yes okay yeah. so we're here we're fine we're good i had no i had no doubts that we'd be a-okay all right uh brad thanks so much for talking to me today and for taking the time uh i i suppose we didn't really contextualize this at the beginning i'm i, I like doing this in in classrooms so uh, thanks for letting us bore your portable at the yeah. uh, end of the school day here yeah. uh, it looks pretty quiet out there now i know there was some some action with some after school stuff happening but uh it could be hopping some days but it was a quiet it was, it was bumping out there some, yeah. some crazy foursquare or something I was, yes I was heads up but, uh thanks so much I, I, honestly it uh, is a is great to get a chance to talk to you and uh thanks for making me laugh a couple times hey thanks for coming in i think uh like I've said to you, I love this podcast thing, um, but I love it when it's done well. And I've been able to listen to, this is going to be a huge tire pumping now. Sorry. Um, uh, I've listened to uh, a couple of your previous ones. Um, so I was in the tens of thousands. I was one of them. Um, and you're doing a great job. I, I quite, it, quite like it. I love the fact that you have, like, I didn't want to come on here and sound not intelligent <laughs> um because the people you've had on sound so intelligent we've had some we've had some heavy hitters and yeah, i'm glad so to good. Add you, i'm glad i was able to add you to the list today so i appreciate it brad right thank you hey great job um and you know you're always welcome to hang out in the portable i'll take you on all right take care, eh? well there you have it folks brad douglas just an awesome teacher and an awesome guy pleasure to speak with. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll leave you with a quote inspired by Brad's self-deprecation. This from Albert Einstein. It's not that I'm so smart, it's just that I stay with problems longer. Thanks again for listening.